When did you start feeling sick? This morning. No. And I've been sniffling and like sneezing all day. Not great. Not great. Maybe I should take my wellness formula right now. Do it now. Like I love what it does and it works so well, but like I hate taking it. Well, it's funny because I've been taking it pretty much every morning for a while just because everyone around me has been sick. And I took it this morning and like 10 minutes ago, I coughed up ginger again. <laughs> a cloud. Ew. <laughs> so drink a lot of water. <laughs> Three, four, five, six. It's done. Riveting content. Woo! I love to party. <laughs> <laughs> Wellness formula. Ooh, Echinacea. Garlic ginger. Aromatic Solomon seal rhizome. Yeah. That's one of the ingredients. That's a very strange ingredient. Whorehound aerial parts extract. That's my middle name. <laughs> Ariel Whorehound. I like it. I like that. That is really mm-hmm. funny. Is this a joke? This feels like something you would find on the onion. Whorehound aerial parts extract. All right. You never know. Dear God. Elder Have I told you fruit. how I'm um I'm very into the show alone? Have I talked about this? No, tell me. So Jeff and I Jeff has like watched all of the seasons, but then he'll he's been like rewatching them with me. But I think that Alone is on National Geographic and basically there are these wilderness expert people that go out into these wilderness locations and they can bring ten items and okay. they try to survive out there as long as they can and whoever survives the longest gets like five hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen this. Sometimes yeah. they're like in frigid locations. And- uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched that. Okay. The, yeah, the last one that we watched was in Mongolia, which got really, really cold. Oh, wow. But it's fascinating on a lot of levels. And one of the levels is that sometimes you'll get people that are really knowledge- knowledgeable about like herbs and plants. Mm. And so they'll walk out and be like, this is yarrow root. You can use this for whatever. Oh, I've got a cut. I'm going to go try to find this to use and mm. foraging for plants and stuff. And I've always been interested in that like in my past like health food life I was really into that so that part of it is really cool and I'm like oh I want to learn how to forage yeah I want to learn how to forage like in San Francisco there was wild fennel growing everywhere and there were all these Mm. blackberry bushes everywhere and so those I feel confident in like I can tell but other things I I want to know how to forage yeah but then the other big thing about that show is like seeing people's mindsets. Uh And so from the very beginning, they film themselves the entire time so you can see their process. And there are certain people that I'm like, they're not going to make it. Or this person is going to make it because they are having a good time. What's the telltale sign that somebody isn't going to make it? (sighs) Well, it's funny because there were people, there was a like partner challenge recently. And I thought that these two people were not going to win because they were so miserable, Mm -hmm. but then they did win. And I was so surprised. And then I was reading on Reddit. Someone said they survived because they enjoy being miserable. I was like, Oh, "Oh." so I think that there has to be a level of enjoyment yeah, because the people that are out there and like get pissed at every single thing or like Mm -hmm. have victim mindset, I don't think they make it very far. Whereas the people that go out there and they're like, I'm going to adapt to this 
place and I want to learn all about it. Like they mm-hmm. tend to do really well. Yeah. But that it's cool. Sense. It's cool to to like witness that because they're all on their own. So, so much of it is like psychological. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could even survive just being alone for that amount of time. Like I, <laughs> I would start talking to myself. I think I would start to go a little crazy in my head, even if I was in like ideal temperatures. I mean, think about like COVID. I, I moved back to California for like six months because I was like, I can't be isolated in my own apartment where I had like all the comforts of home. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't going to be around people. So I can't imagine that plus then like not having shelter, being in the wilderness, like having challenges, all of those things. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it always seems like the biggest things are the aloneness, like the psychological aspect and also not having enough to eat, like the starvation. Yeah. And that gets to be psychological too, because you can, you know, if you go in with enough meat on your bones, then you don't have to eat for a while. Like it's not great for you, but they have a source of fuel on their body. But like the psychological part of not eating that often is crazy. When people go into it, do they prep? Do they talk about their prep? And like, do they purposely gain weight and fat on their body before they go in the show? Some people do. Some people do. The one that we just watched were people that were from other seasons that didn't win. And so they had already done it once before, but they were doing it in this new location in Mongolia. Uh So they had like an idea of what they would need to do to survive. So some of them, there was this girl that was like, I put on 30 pounds before coming out here and I'm just feeling really prepared. And then she was, I think she was the first one to go out, bless her, but she she got injured. So it's always like there's, you know, she planned for everything, but there's always going to be, there might be something you just can't plan for. And people, do people get eliminated? They definitely pull themselves out of the competition, right? Yeah. So they can push a button on like a satellite radio and people will come and take them out. But also they do regular health checks. So Mm. like the production team will come in and weigh them and like take their vital signs. The crazy, I don't want to give too much away if people want to watch, but the craziest one was this guy that had saved up so much fish. He had so many fish saved up, but he was rationing them out because every time he's he's like, well, if I save this fish, then I can stay for this amount of time. Uh-huh. So he was saving them and they came to do a vitals check and he was like severely underweight. So they pulled him oh, even though he had no. so much food in his cabin. Oh, no. That was a sad one. I That's felt really bad. He, yeah. yeah, well, he, he kind of did to himself. He should have had some more fish. I agree. Yeah. Bless him. Ouch. Okay. Oh, yeah. and he had a cabin? Yeah, so they like make their shelters. They make okay. shelters for themselves. That's right. I was like, I don't think they, I don't remember them like getting, a, like this will be your cabin. No. Right? They have to make it for themselves. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm into that show. This will be your cabin and you can just hang out here. <laughs> yeah, it's already it's already there for you. Here are your sheets. Perfect. Here's the duvet. Gorgeous. Just press this button and the fireplace will turn on. Yeah, this is how you use the heating and this is how you use the AC. And here's cable. Go watch alone. Speaking of being alone, <sighs> well, well, welcome, welcome to When We Like to Know with Ariel and Linda, the podcast where we get honest, deep, and curious about life's big conversations. Because we 
don't have to do it alone. We don't have to do it alone in the wilderness. We can do it from our homes together. Maybe you're listening from a car. Maybe you're listening on the train. Who knows? But you're maybe you're not alone. You're not alone when you're listening to this, okay? That's right. You're with us. You're with us. This week on the podcast, we are talking about career stuff. I share some things about this new business that I'm starting and entrepreneurship. And both of us really talk about big career shifts that are happening along with how that's feeling in our bodies. We talk a lot about contracting periods where maybe we're not doing uh, a lot of things that we used to do. Maybe we don't have a lot of time for other things. Maybe we're we're contracting in terms of money and not spending as much in order to have these moments of expansion after we've put in that time. Yeah, Linda talks a little bit about her achievement stuff and and how I can relate to that too and really trying to find a balance between the achieving and the resting. That's right. So it's a really great conversation. We hope you enjoy it. But before mm-hmm. we dive into it, just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere you're listening right now, you can subscribe. And we're also on YouTube. So if you want to watch us have this conversation, there is a live, well, not so live, there's a video of it um, on YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hello. Hello. Hi. It's us. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Wouldn't We Like to Know. We also post little snippets of us chatting on there and we post pictures from our weeks. It's a really fun little group of people on there. So come and join us. You can also email us at Wouldn't We Like to Know at gmail.com. Any guest suggestions, topic suggestions, um, thoughts about an episode that maybe you resonate with. All right, everybody, enjoy this episode. See you after the ad. Ariel, now that you've moved to KC, I know that you're going to the bathhouse a lot. How is that going? Linda, I'm so glad that you asked because it's going <laughs> incredibly well. I go like five or six days a week to this luxury gym and I use their sauna, I do the cold plunge, steam room, and I'm sweating the entire time outside of the cold plunge, which is your version of hell. I would rather be lukewarm. I think that's kind of my sweet spot. One of the reasons I don't like not being lukewarm is sweating and losing so much hydration in my body. How are you dealing with that? Right now, I'm loving liquid IV sugar-free. The lemon-lime flavors probably my favorite. I'm a bit of a classic gal. Yes, they also have white peach and grain grape, which are also delicious, but I agree lemon lime is kind of the way to go. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains eight vitamins and nutrients for just general everyday wellness and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. So it's a great alternative. Probably the biggest thing for me about the zero sugar aspect is that it has this nice sweet taste to it without the raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use code WWLTK at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WWLTK at liquidiv.com. And now back to the episode. So this week you had a kind of a big week. You texted me that you did a couple of like big things, big steps for your business that you're building. Tell me. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. My business will remain nameless until I I do one big until, thing, and then I can until named. share. Nameless until I name it. So I created an LLC this week, and I got an EIN number. So I'm officially a part of the tax system, and I opened up a business credit card and I opened up a business checking account and signed up for this really big course that I have been wanting to take for a really long time. And it is a very hefty financial commitment. And I've been taking the course and there are, I want to say 10 modules and I finished module one and have moved on to module two. And so it is scary and crazy that this is happening. Not even that this is happening, that I am doing this. Yeah. And And this is also something that you've been talking about doing for a really long time. Like I remember you talking about wanting to do this a little while after we met, Mm. like maybe six or seven months after we met. Like yeah. this has been in the in the works for years. It's been in my mind for years. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I'm I have a notebook that's like devoted to this business. And the first entry in the notebook, I think, was sep- August or September of 2022. Mm. So I guess that's like a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like I'm finally getting the ball rolling because yeah. as we said before it was like I was talking about it but I wasn't being about it and so yeah. now I'm I am being about it and it's funny because I, I I feel like I've set myself up for momentum and for success because of like all of the personal growth shit that I've been doing and I am really scared and I recognize that the idea of being an entrepreneur is so foreign to me. It feels really foreign to me and it feels super scary and like I'm an imposter, but also like every tiny step that I do, I'm like, oh, that was easy. Like I was working my way up to creating an LLC for a couple of weeks. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then I did it and it took five minutes. Oh my God. (laughs) It took five minutes. It was instant. I guess some states you need to like file and then it could take up to like four weeks. In Missouri, it's instant. So I was like, oh, okay. That was uh, quite a buildup. Business made. Business has been made. But it's it's funny because it's just me doing the next step Mm -hmm. and, and recognizing like, this is a scary step for me to do. And also recognizing when I do it, a lot of the time it's like either not that big of a deal, not that scary, or I actually like get excited about it. Like in the midst of doing it, something I was doing yesterday was a big step that I was really scared about, like researching certain things. I don't know if I have like blocks around me researching things. Maybe it feels so like nebulous, just like research in general can feel like, well, what am I looking for? I'm casting a net into nothingness and hoping to find something. And so I think I I prefer something that feels more 
clear cut and linear. But when I actually started researching, it like inspired me and opened up my eyes in so many ways and so many different directions that I found out that I was really excited about the thing that I researched. So that was really cool. But it's crazy. Crazy. Well, one of the things I'm really curious about with this, because it was something that you were thinking about a lot. And now it's something that you are about and like you are doing the thing. But like you've been thinking about this, you said 2022 was the first entry. I'm pretty sure we were talking about it like when we went to Jed's retreat, which was like April 2022. So like that's a long time. And I'm curious, like what has been the biggest shift for you to go from like dreaming about this thing? And I know obviously like location for you had to do with it. Like that was Mm -hmm. a big aspect of it. It's easier for you to create this business where you are now than it was in New York. But like what has been one of the, the biggest shifts for you in going from like thinking about it and dreaming about it to acting on it? That's hard to answer because I think it's like a snowball effect. Mm. Like you said, a big part of it was this would have been really, really hard, if not almost impossible for me to do in New York City. And so moving was a big thing. And then when I did move, I wasn't going to do it right away because I had a lot of of things to I, I needed to get my feet on the ground and mm. get myself established here. And then, you know, there was some time where I could have started and I didn't start. Mm. So I think that really the biggest thing that I did was I recognized that I could be doing so much more or that I, I wanted so much more for my life. And I'm not going to get that by just sitting still and like being comfortable. There are so many cliche things that come up that are true. (laughs) Like I got sick of myself and I got sick of just like settling. Mm. And I got sick of talking about this idea and not doing anything about it. And I think that probably the biggest shift for me was doing the To Be Magnetic Challenge over the new year, like over the holiday and the new year, because I was able to get really clear on what's important to me in my life. Like what are things that light me up and how can I get more of that? A huge part of that is like spaciousness and ease and having time to do the things that I want to do and working at a restaurant has been such a gift for me in so many ways because it's like a thing that I have done for a long time. So I know that I'm good at it. It's a great way to make money. It's really flexible. And so it made sense for me to do that when I first moved here. But I don't want to continue to trade my time for money. My time is so important to me that I want to be able to create something that is more passive. And I maybe put a lot of time into upfront, but then that time is mine after. Like I don't have to continuously do that. Yeah. And so getting really clear on like what I wanted my life to look like and feel like 
And then like, how can I give myself that? It was just obvious that I needed to do this next thing and like start this business for myself. And so part of the To Be Magnetic Challenge too was like, how can you clear space in your life for what you're wanting to bring in? And you know, what are blocks that are getting in your way? Like what's scaring you about taking this next step? And so it it just kind of asked those questions head on and made me answer those questions very clearly. And just a big part of it is that I get I get in my own way. I am in my own way. Mm-hmm. And so this next part is scary, but it's not as scary as I thought that it would be. And it's not as scary as two years from now being in the same place that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The alternative is a lot scarier. The alternative is so much scarier. Oh, that's such a, like a reframe too. Like that I feel like kind of whips my butt into shape when I think about that. Like, oh, I'm really scared to do all of these things, but if I don't do any of them, it's scarier to me that everything would be the exact same in two years or even in a year. Yeah. Like, I don't want myself to be the same. I don't want myself, my life to look exactly the same way that it does now. Like, I, I have things that I want to change. I have things that I want to grow towards. And if I don't take action, that is also taking an action. Mm-hmm. that's taking the action of inaction. Like you're mm-hmm. still making a choice and that has a consequence. Yeah. And also just like what is keeping me here yes. is fear. Yeah. And if I'm honest with myself, do I want the fear to dictate where I'm going? Right. No, I don't. I don't want the fear to dictate where I'm going. I feel like also a lot of the time, and I, this is a lot of what TBM is about too, but like there's a fear of the thing that we want. Like mm-hmm. there's something that's holding us back from moving towards it because having all of those things will have consequences that we're actually afraid of. Like if I'm successful, you know, maybe there's someone in, the, and this is just an example of what I'm trying to say, but like, you know, if there's someone in our lives who the way we're being right now, it really works for them and it really works for the relationship. And if we change and we become something else, then that's going to have consequences for that relationship, for example. And like, why is it that I'm actually like not taking action? It's because I don't want the consequences of that change for that relationship. But then Mm -hmm. is that actually like the right situation for me to be in if I can't grow and be fully my authentic self and move towards the things that are more aligned with me. Is that the relationship I want to be in? If that doesn't work then, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With the writing group that I'm in, I brought a prompt a couple weeks ago that was, why am I afraid of success? Mm. And then we all, you know, wrote about that for 15 minutes and then shared it. And I think it's a really good, question because I think a lot of people are like, no, I'm not afraid of success. I want success. But, you know, what does it mean to pursue that success for yourself? And like, why aren't you doing it? And I think that there is a fear behind it a lot of the time of like, for me, it came up like, I really like myself. 
right now. And I get scared that I I guess I, I get scared of who I will become when I'm quote unquote successful, which is not rational because like, I know who I am now. And if I give myself more of the things that light me up, then I can only become someone that I love even more. Mm. But there was part of that that was like, well, I'm, I, I feel like I've worked so hard to become the me that I am today that I'm scared to lose the me that I am today. But like, that's not going to happen. I will only become more of who I'm meant to be and who I am mm. if I give myself the things that I really want and need. But there is like this, like even though this would be quote unquote success for me, there's definitely like a grieving period of who I was or how I was or things that I used to do. Even like pursuing this, I I am kind of tightening the belt on a lot of things. I'm not like watching as much television. I'm not reading as much. I'm not, I don't have as much time to put into certain things right now because I am so focused on pursuing this business venture because it excites me and because like I want to pursue it fully. And, you know, I'm also being very mindful of the fact that I really want to take care of myself along the way. So I'm still like going to the gym and taking care of myself in that way. And I'm making sure that I'm meal prepping and I have all of these healthy habits. But a lot of the things that I let myself have when I wasn't pursuing this business, like loads and loads of open time to just lay around. Like I right now don't have that and that's okay. But that's also because like this is a moment of like contraction and then there will be a moment of expansion. And also like financially, I'm really cutting back on a lot because I'm going to need money to make this thing happen. Mm. And it all makes sense for me to do that. And it feels good for me to do that. But it's also this grieving process of like, I'm not going to do that right now. Like I'm not going to have as much space to just lay down. Like maybe I'll give myself a couple days. It's not like it's, it's not like I will never have that, but generally in my day to day, I'm really focused on doing this thing. Yeah. So it, it feels like a period of restriction, but also a period of expansion in order to like allow myself to get to this next phase where I can have that time again. Like contraction and expansion within our lives is like such an important part of life because it's about the balance of like there's a time for constricting our resources and and focusing and then there's also a time to be more lax with ourselves and like find more relaxation and like I think it's really beautiful what you're doing where it's like you know one of the things that's really valuable to you is your time and like flexibility and freedom and being able to have agency over your time and at the same time to have that, like you're looking in the long term versus just in the short term. And you know that like in order to have that in your future, there is a moment here where there needs to be some contraction and some like tightening 
so you can make that space and set yourself up for less of that tightening and contraction in the future. Looking long-term instead of just right now, like I was talking to somebody in my life yesterday and they're going through a really, really, really busy time at work, but their work is in in seasons. So like April, May, things will come to an end and there will be lots and lots and lots of space. But I think when sometimes when you're in the moment, and I'm also feeling this right now with my Pilates certification, like I'm 130-ish hours in to my certification and I have about 35 hours left. And I'm in a moment right now where I'm just like, I am done with this this contraction period. Like mm. I am so done with focusing. And I think it's really important to remember that there's going to be a wave. And like once I'm done with this certification, I'm giving myself a break before I do the next certification. And there will be a period of loosening. There will be a period of more space and more time. And like it's not always going to be this contracted forever. And I think that's important to remember that there's those waves because otherwise it can get really, really stressful when you're in the contracting, especially if you've been in it for a while and you're ready for the next thing now to forget that the next thing is also coming too. And there's a time for both of those things. And mm. also as a perfectionist, I have a really hard time with the like, like I'm a, I'm an achievement junkie. <laughs> like that's one of my strengths when I did the strengths finder was like, I'm an achiever. I like getting things done. I like having a million things on my to-do list. Like that makes me feel fulfilled. But at the same time, like there has to be a period of loosening and relaxation. Otherwise I can't maintain the contracting periods, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. I think I used to be much more go, 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 go all the time. I mean, we talked about this, I would say like back in October or November mm. for me when I, I was so focused on getting myself established here and getting a, a, yeah. a job and getting a new house and then getting the house together and all of that stuff. Yeah. And then feeling so burnt out all of a sudden. Yeah. So with the like contraction period for me, like I'm recognizing that that's where I'm going and like that's okay right now. But I'm also trying to build in for myself times to slow down because I don't think I, I would not do that before. I would mm. just be like, let's focus on this a thousand percent. Yeah. And then I would be burnt out. And yeah. I think with this go around, like I know myself well enough to know that I need to continue to build in those times to take care of myself and maybe like the weekend or whatever one day a week where I'm not doing anything. Mm. Whereas I think before it would just be like, I'm going to do this until I can't do it anymore. And then I would be dead versus yeah. this might take me a little bit longer, but it will keep my mental health in check and like <laughs> mean that I can have a better quality of work while I'm doing it versus just quantity of finishing it as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. But that can be really hard. It can be really hard to do. Yeah. How are you feeling like getting close to the end of your certification? Well, I feel excited about getting to the end of it. I do think that there is also a part of me that 
I recognize all the hours that I've put into it, but then I also feel like I've gotten nothing done. Like I feel like I haven't learned anything because the things that I know now, I know. So it's hard for me to see the difference between October when I started this, or maybe it was early November when I started the certification and now, even though when I really think about it, I'm like, oh, I didn't know the names for any of these moves. I didn't know any of the cues for any of these moves. And it makes me think also of acting. And when I look back to auditions that I was doing in February, like right when I first left my job, and now auditions that I do, and how second nature it is to me now, and how much better it looks now, and like how much more in my body I look now. But it doesn't feel different to me now because I, because it's something I know now. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at videos, I'm like, whoa, that's a really big difference. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it's the same with Pilates where it's like, this is so much more second nature to me now than it was a few months ago. And I've actually made a ton of progress, but sometimes it's hard for me to see the progress that I've made without having something concrete to look at, like an acting video mm-hmm. to be able to see the difference. So I think I feel I feel a little I feel a little discouraged. I feel a little overwhelmed because it's like I don't have that concrete thing with this certification other than just knowing like oh I really didn't know much about this at all back when I started. But I also know logically that I'm better at it now than I was a few months ago, you know. Mm-hmm. So that part is exciting to me. Yeah. But I think I still have like I think I still have some, what's it called, Um, imposter syndrome with it too, where I'm like, oh, is this really something that I can do? Is anybody actually going to want to take classes from me? Is this actually helpful? But then I do classes, like practice classes for people in my life. And the next day they're like, it didn't feel that hard, but I'm super sore today. And so I know that I'm making a difference. I know that the cues that I'm giving them are actually really helpful. And it's making a difference in their bodies and they're feeling like the strength and the work in their bodies. But when it comes to my mindset, I tend to think that I'm really lazy and I think Mm. I'm never doing enough. And that's not true. Like when I look at all the things that I get done, like that's just not true. And I have a lot of balls in the air right now. I'm doing a lot of different things. And you are. I will always probably feel like I'm not doing enough even when I'm so overwhelmed and I have a thousand things to do. Like I'm always Mm going to feel like I'm not doing enough. And sometimes actually having a thousand things to do makes me really feel like I didn't do enough because why do I still have all these things I have to do? Mm. And it's the achiever part of me too. I feel so accomplished and I feel good about myself when I get things done. But that's not where my value lies. My value doesn't lie in checking things off of a list. I'm enough regardless of if I have a million things to do or if I have nothing to do. Yeah. But that's really hard for me. And I think that's also why like the opposite of the contracting part that we were just talking about, like that feels so hard for me to do because I do think I get a lot of my personal like self-worth and my value from getting things done and achieving and like finishing things and kind of killing myself to do all of those things. Mm. So I think that's something for me to work on and my mindset around it. Cause it's not really about anything external. It's about what's happening inside of me. Have there been times in the expansion part where you like allow yourself to just be and do the things that you love and not have a to-do list where you feel 
accomplished? Like just well, for doing that? No. <laughs> no, never? I don't ever feel accomplished. I feel present. I feel in the moment. I feel like I am happiest when I'm in flow, like in a flow state. And often I feel most in flow when I'm just being really present. And I love Mm. being with people. I love being with my friends. I feel filled up by that. So Mm. I don't, but I don't view it as an achievement. I don't. So maybe that's good. I don't know. Maybe it's just about achievement is a different, it's just a different thing. It's a different world for you versus like being present. Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to solve this, which is not <laughs> a good thing to try yeah. to do. Well, I think I think part of what's hard for me too is like after I have expansion moments, expansion meaning like not having any, like not achieving, mm-hmm. expansion of time, then I have a hangover afterwards often of I didn't do all of those things I needed to do. And I think it's also like we've talked about this a little bit on other episodes, like creating containers of time. That is helpful for me because I know that like something is, it's allocated to something. So it still makes me feel like I'm achieving something. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like creating containers of nothing, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm not doing anything. But yeah. then I kind of sometimes feel lost with myself. I'm like, well, then what do I do? I need a thing to do. (laughs) I have a really hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most people would just say, like, get rid of any any part of achieving and like don't give yourself time to do nothing. Like that's just another thing for you to do. But I also think that that could be a bridge towards something good. Like for you to to for you to have it in a container of this is my time to do nothing is better than you just saying, I'm not going to not do nothing ever. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself this time versus I'm just going to continue with a to-do list. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's so hard to get out I mean, of. Yeah. Maybe like the end goal in eventually is that I have times when it's just do nothing and it's not an achievement to do nothing but I do feel like potentially it's helpful to have a stepping stone of like okay well this is already the way my mind works so let's practice like let let's set myself up for the most amount of success like what's like the one stepping next stepping stone versus like what's like the ultimate goal and like what would be the most amazing thing is like not feeling like I need any sort of container to not do anything and it's just like second nature mm-hmm what do you think like the uh, this might be too big of a question, but what do you think like the ultimate ultimate big boss to-do list item would be that you check it off and then your to-dos are done? My one thing. What do you mean? What do you mean? Okay. So if you have a to-do list for everything until the end of time, uh-huh. is there ever going to be one last to-do to no. check off the list? No. <laughs> it's just continuous forever until the end of time. Yeah, because I feel like there's always going to be new things that I want to do. Like, I don't so feel... So is that, is it? Is it that there are things that you want to do or are there are things that you feel like you need to do? There are things I feel like I need to do to do the things I want to do. 
Does that make sense? Explain. <laughs> like, like for instance, like my Pilates certification, I feel like I need to do X, Y, Z to get the most out of my Pilates certification. And I want to do my Pilates certification because one, I love Pilates. Two, I'd love to teach. Three, I think it will give me a lot of freedom. I, I would love to build my own business. I'd love to teach privates, like create my own schedule, you know, have like abundant income through helping people like feel good in their bodies. Like that is like so amazing, but I'm sure that there's going to be a next iteration to what that looks like. Like right now I'm just doing the Matt Pilates certification because you have to do that before you do reformer, but I really want to do reformer. So like, I feel like there's always going to be a next thing. And like, once I finish the reformer one, I'm sure there's going to be a next level up or like a next iteration of that, of something that I want to achieve or pursue. But like, I know about myself that I am like never done learning. I'm never done. I love school. I love courses. I love like learning things. I took a class at Columbia a couple of years ago because I was just like, I want to go back to school. I want to like learn something. And I took a class in political campaigning because I was like, maybe I want to do something like that. So I, I just like know that that's true about myself. Like there's always going to be a next iteration of something else that I want to learn or something else that I want to achieve. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like that's a superpower of mine to have that curiosity and to have that growth mindset and to have like interest in learning different facets of the world. Mm -hmm. It's just like finding balance of that and just allowing myself to be and digging into why I feel so lazy, the big L word. Yeah. Like, why do I feel so lazy when I'm just taking some time in between things? Because even when I'm like, oh, I don't really know what's next for me. And I'm like, maybe I finish the reformer certification and there's a period of time where like, I don't know what I want to do next. I have a hard time sitting in that mm. too. Yeah. I think maybe that's, that's the thing. Yeah. I think the thing is you thinking that you're lazy. I think that that's yeah. the thing to dive into. I was telling my mom that yesterday, like, we've talked about it so many times in my life where I'm like, I just feel so lazy. And she's like, that's not true. And I'm always like, oh, okay. I mean, you know me pretty well. So like, I guess if you say it's not true, that means it's not. And like, even you. It's not true. It's not true. You are, you are not lazy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure you? that everyone listening to this conversation would not classify you as lazy in but any like, way, shape I or form. I almost feel like my mind is so tricky because I almost feel like, oh, I tricked you. I got you to yeah. think that I'm not lazy. Right. You <laughs> tricked Well, you. that's an achievement too. So we can just be done now. <laughs> you achieved uh, that. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't know. What does it mean to be lazy? Is that is that a bad thing? Is that the worst thing you could yeah, be? I think it I think it might be one of like my shadow words is like I to think be it's a lazy. shadow word. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't I don't like I was going to say, when I think other people are lazy, I don't judge them, but I do. <laughs> I totally do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that, that maybe that's yeah. like the in. Yeah. That's the bigger question. Because I think yeah. the wanting to learn, like wanting to do new things and pursue new things, I think all of that is amazing. I think it's when you don't allow yourself to take a break and and actually have the break without guilt. I think that that yeah. is uh, a tricky part. Yeah. 
And it's something that I really admire about you because I don't think you're lazy. I don't judge you as lazy, but I think you're really good. You're welcome. (laughs) I think you're really good at like taking time to veg and like, you know, watch a program that you really like or just sit on the couch. A program? The housewives? (laughs) Do you mean the housewives when you say a program? Am I talking like my grandma? (laughs) A program. Go home and watch a program. I don't know where that came from. I love it. I love yeah, it. I like think on it really public television. It watch a program. Yeah. yeah, it classes up the stuff that I do watch. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, like you know, middle-aged women screaming at each other. A program that you really yep. enjoy. Yeah, like I really admire that about you. So that that's also like an interesting clash where I'm like, oh, mm. I can't do that because if I do that, I'll be lazy. But I watch you do it, and I'm like, I really admire that. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Like there's a conflict mm. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's funny because it's funny because I relate to what you're saying because I used to feel so guilty about that. But I think really the thing that helped me unlock that was human design, my projector mm. status, because I felt that my entire life that I've had these moments where I get so involved in something and it's like my superpower. And then I need to like rest and not talk to anyone for a long time. Yeah. And I always felt guilty about that second part. I always felt guilty about the need to just like lay around because I felt like, oh, I'm lazy and I'm not doing enough. But when I looked back, the stuff that I was doing when I was focused, I, it was like hyperspeed. It was like I did things in uh, a way that that people could do in a longer period of time and I did it in a short period of time. And not that that matters, but like understanding the reality in my own mind that that's just maybe how I work. So I feel like the human design thing gave me yeah. permission. And since then, I've been like, no, this is a really important part of my process yeah. is is allowing myself to just chill. But I relate, I relate to the the feeling of guilt that comes with not doing anything. Yeah. And that's been kind of my thing of how can I release the guilt that comes along with not doing anything? And now I really very rarely feel guilty about doing nothing. Yeah. But it's hard. It can be hard to let go of. Yeah. Something for me to look into, to work yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's all just go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do stuff no, i can't go, i have go. a thousand things to do before the day is over Ariel, i literally oh. i cannot <laughs> me too though. me too yeah well let's all hope we can find a balance this was yeah. fun this was so fun okay everyone we'll see you in a couple weeks see you in a couple weeks bye